They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back, everyone, to the 12.15 Club. It's not Mario. It's Dylan on the mic because Mario's playing hooky again this week. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Marvin the Prince, Mark, and Eric the Big German. And... uh, Pretty interesting week and the pretty interesting final to the week. They're talking about a lot about uh, ayahuasca and Aaron Rodgers on the show today, which seemed to be a dominant theme. Mark, you were out there. I was. You know what? We should all do that. The Danettes, Dan, and the BRGs. We should go out to, you know, the Joshua Tree or something like that. And let's Or just... like the jungle in like Bolivia. Okay, I'm with it. And let's all just go out there and see who survives and... Who gets a what's it called again? What was it called? Ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. And who comes back home a better lover? I yeah. Who all right? Who do we think comes back home a better lover? Not me. Out of the entire crew. No. Not well, me. Mario has nowhere to go but down, really, in that department. Mm. Touche. Eric, you coming back as a better lover? I would actually love to. Eric, what do you think? Would you what would it compel you to do that? It's definitely not on my list of things to do. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty straight, uh, as an arrow, to be honest. I mean, like, up, I like, I like to, uh, I like to have, have drinks and smoke cigars, that kind of thing. But I just never really got into, uh, like drugs or anything like that. And, uh, maybe it's cause I didn't go to Denver, but, uh, Harvard of the West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the West Indies. Cause that's yeah. what I do. Ayahuasca. Harvard, Harvard of the far, far, far West. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not really on my list of things to do. But I mean, I guess I don't know. Money. Would you would you <laughs> would you see the uh value in the entire crew here? Dan, Danette's backroom guys all going on a retreat and taking ayahuasca together. No, I see nothing Con- some- content value. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we get a camera and we're rolling. Oh, something's gonna happen now. We may have to broadcast this on HBO, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, from like a more ethereal like life standpoint, it would be a disaster because we're definitely coming back with missing a couple soldiers. I think, but if that was if we just filmed the whole thing, that'd be great. Are we sure that Weeks doesn't do ayahuasca in the morning before he comes in? As it is, so maybe we already have our ayahuasca camera guy. I think he's been on one steady trip for like three years. He just sort of refuels every morning. You think so? Because it is a long haul. It can, like it can be like you know a day, like full on twenty four hours long. Have you ever that. done ayahuasca? No, I would. I because it does. I do believe in like the actual like as as corny as what Aaron Rodgers was saying, you know, and he got his sick ass tattoo. Um, it definitely like is does like clear your mind. Hmm. So have either of you ever been on something like that where it's like yes. this peaceful journey and something that's clearing your mind and Stuff like that. I'm I'm a big like mushrooms and peyote and stuff like that. I think they're like look, it's all drugs at the end of the day, but there is genuine like health benefits. I mean, they study like they they use it in like trials and stuff for you know depression, anxiety, other ailments. Will this help us win a sports Emmy? Because right now, that didn't help him win a Super Bowl. 
No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. And we're probably not going to win sports him either, but you know what? Maybe we'll all go into it in like a better headspace, you know? <laughs> and I, actually, we could win an Emmy if we actually documented it, because that would be why. I mean, you'd pr- honestly, we'd probably have to film that and then bury the tape somewhere in the jungle. Look, I'm going to talk to Todd. Let's get Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers to come on both at once. And just let's talk. We, we could dupe them both on framing it as an ayahuasca retreat and be like, hey, guys, just come to this address. I'm in. Yeah. And then we do it anyways. Because those two talking about life and philosophy is just, I don't know if it's mind blown. It's confusing more so than anything because they think they're really deep. And it's like, I, I'm even more confused than I was before. The two of them need the podcast together. I think it's really what it is. If you really want to just like cut your ears off, they should join us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kyrie and Aaron Rodgers, if you're listening right now, we'll have both of you on at the same time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> what else crazy happened this week, guys? Oh, Eric, go ahead. One thing this week or today <clears throat> that came up that is an interesting concept is that Todd said he would use the bike if it was next to him and it was a sponsored thing. So Tyler actually was like, hey, I'm out here. Do you want me to bring the bike in right now? And I didn't want to interrupt the hot take segment with that. So I said no. But, um, yeah, I think uh, that's an interesting idea. I mean, Todd did when when um, he was getting ready for his son's bar mitzvah. He lost a bunch of weight and was doing, like, Nutrisystem and it was all thing. But the day that was over, went back. yeah, he went right back, which listen, I've been guilty of that, too. So I understand. But um, can't relate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if Todd, what if we put him on like a treadmill, like one of those desk treadmills and he just had to walk the entire show? Can you imagine? I, I actually, Eric, I, you just gave me the most brilliant idea of all time. Thank you. We do the bike or the treadmill thing, but it's hooked up to his computer charger. So in order to power <laughs> his computer, he has to be on it the whole time. And it's that like way mouse. he'll, we all know I, if you listen to the show last week, you know, Todd had a like existential crisis because his computer wasn't charging. He thought if it turned off, it exploded or everything went away. And anyways, I think the fear of that non-existent threat happening again would probably propel Todd into actually riding the bike for three hours straight. Do you think Paulie would be in on that? A hundred percent. I think everyone would be. I think Paul would probably take and run with it. Sort of spearhead the operation. Eric, you've been here the longest what do we have to do in order to motivate Fritzy? Like, is there, you know, some type of big event coming up? Like you said, he lost weight for his son's uh, bar mitzvah. So is there something coming up that we can kind of, you know, entice Todd with to make him, you know, get on the get on the treadmill? Well, I in the same vein as the bike thing, I think we make a fake wedding invitation from someone really hot and mail it to Todd. And then he'll just sort of feel like. You know, like back to the bar mitzvah thing. It's you want to get all cut up before you go to these big functions and then uh, basically dupe him into coming on the podcast with Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Todd has been uh, certainly um, talked to and like, you know, I think people were trying to help him. I know that he's got a lot of ailments and sees doctors often. It doesn't seem to be a big motivation to him. I mean, it's not like he's morbidly obese or anything, uh, but he's, you know, on He's a little heftier than everyone else in the room. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything we could do. I mean, like it would have to be 
either financially motivated, I think, or a health scare um, for him to, or to your point, like another big event. But I mean, it's not like, it's funny. Like for me, I'm like, oh, um, you know, I want to lose weight in the, I want to look better in a picture or something like that. Like, like, or if you see yourself in a picture, you're like, oh my God, like I got to do something about that. But Todd's on the air every day. Like he sees himself every day. So that's not going to do it, right? That's almost better though, because if you see like a standalone picture of yourself, like speaking from experience, you're like, ooh, that's tough. But like Todd, <laughs> at that point, he sort of just is, you know, like it's every day. So it's just like, it's, there's no like shock value really, to, I'm sure, to him. <laughs> but actually, do you think, like, say we hooked them all up to treadmills and they had to do it for the entire show, do you think Todd would bail first or do you think it would be another Danette, yourself included, Marvin, or Dan? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, you know what? At, like, a moderate pace, like, a reasonable pace, but for three hours straight. You know, I'm not the most physically fit person right now, so I put myself up there, but I think Todd would would stop before I would. Yeah, just at a just at a moderate pace. But I feel like Paul or Seton could are both fully capable of tapping out early too. Oh yeah, I don't think there's, this is not a judgment because I would give up within ten minutes. But oh yeah, I'm with you. There's nobody that's really there's no like uh, there's, talent. There's, there's no, no al- specimens in the building. Let's be honest. Like besides our old IT guy, the IT yeah. chef Allen, you know, who was ripped to shreds. That's why we booted him. He looked too good. Like we all looked worse by comparison. Yeah, that's right. FOH. Yeah. I think it could be Fritzy than anyone else. Yeah. Like, there's really nobody where I'm like. Fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in the blank. Whoever. I think Todd would end it with a panic attack, <clears throat> whether it be like sweating or like his calf would start hurting or something like that. And he would just downward spiral rapidly. I don't necessarily think because he's very persistent. We played a clip this week that was. Uh, Todd doing arm wrestling with, I think, Brooklyn Decker's dad. Mm-hmm. And like he was all in. He was red in the face. Like he wasn't going to give up. Um, and so I, I don't think that he necessarily would um, give up because if he was tired. Like I think he would be competitive in that way. Um, everybody, well, I don't know about you. Well, you're kind of competitive, but I don't, you're nowhere near as competitive as um, Seton or, well, Pauly, I think, is the most competitive, but Todd is too. So I think from a competitive perspective, he would do it. I think Paul would get tired and then would like blame it on some sort of radio thing where I had need, needed to end. Yeah. Be like, yeah, no, the mics don't sound good, so let's just cut this bit. I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the treadmill's malfunctioning. No, you hit stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that could be fun. I No joking, I actually thought about doing it for well, myself. There's actually... Uh, this reminds me because we play the salary song which is call on me the like eric pride song and it's not the music video from uh that song but a similar one where they're all who is okay go where they're all bound running around the treadmills like back and forth Mm -hmm. so they could recreate that too and then someone's for sure falling but um what was i gonna say there uh todd is definitely not lacking persistence if you see any of his email threads there is no quit in Todd. Oh. For better or worse, there's zero quit in that man. None. I, that's one thing I could always respect about him is just there's no quit. Like, look, Fritzy, stop sending me that. Next and Sunday, he, you're getting it. I'm I'm getting it no matter what. Look, Dan doesn't want to hear his limericks, but you're going to get them, though. You kind of do want to hear them, though, cause just in case, you know, like on the off chance Todd says something off color or just 
intentionally or unintentionally funny. Do you? No, that was a complete okay. lie. <laughs> like, do you want to hear? That? I was just trying. The, the Sports Center teases are way better than the limericks. Didn't he do one this week that had a uh, something quite? I forget what the line was. A questionable line in it. It so it's funny because whenever being next to Paul, seeing his reaction sometimes wincing. Oh, it's just so good. I am sorry because he said something like that was on the cusp of being uh, inappropriate, and I could just see Paulie just kind of. So close. Uh, yeah, like, so close. ooh, FCC. Well, and you see it, in, like, obviously we're all watching it, but it is definitely different, like, seeing just anything, reactions, whatever, in person versus, like, watching it through the TV screen. Yeah, it's it's so good just seeing their inter- their interaction, but I think that would be incredibly competitive between Paulie and Fritzy regarding the uh, the treadmills or the... Uh, bikes, treadmills, the, the bikes, whatever. Yeah whatever you want to call it. So the Peloton, the Peloton. And if we get them to sponsor us, I think we think everyone would be in. All right. I'll add a wrinkle to this. So obviously this week we released the yogurt dipped dog biscuits, which is kind of creating waves. What's what's Tyler's favorite flavor? Any. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, do you think, is it like, would it be like, you know, if you get like yogurt Covered pretzels? Is it like the same yogurt or is it like different for dogs? That's probably the dumbest question ever, but I'm sort of asking you, Eric, because I figure you know these things. I don't know these things. Uh. (laughs) Would you be more or less inclined to eat one of them yogurt dipped or un-yogurt dipped? Well, due to my lactose intolerance and assuming that there's some dairy in the yogurt dipping, I would say non-yogurt dipped. However, it's actually all formaldehyde. I do try to keep um, human food and dog food separated in my life and I don't mix them. You're missing out, unlike, bro. Unlike Tyler, but um, yeah. What's up, Ty? <laughs> hey, he won't eat seafood. Oh my god! Don't even it's, like. It's just listen. Tyler is. If it's line caught swordfish steak or yogurt dip dog biscuits, Tyler's going to the right a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, listen, I love Tyler, but his food choices and the way that he thinks about food is just disappointing on every level. I have to be honest. Well, and it is kind of, that is always funny to me, the juxtaposition of it, because obviously, as we all know, you and Tyler are cousins and you're a pretty big foodie. Like you're very adventurous. You like to eat and explore stuff. And Tyler is like, honestly, pretty meat and potatoes when it comes to that. So where do you think the divergence comes from? You mean meat and dog biscuits? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Dog biscuits and yogurt. I definitely think Tyler and I, while um, we do share 50% of heritage, um, <laughs> had a very different uh, upbringing. And, and then certainly I, th- I think for me it was mostly in college. And then um, as I started working in entertainment and like going to higher end restaurants mm. like and being exposed. Carabas. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tyler really ever experienced the, some of that stuff. So I think like – I probably didn't have my first oyster till I was in my early to mid twenties. Like it wasn't like, I I think you probably had a, um, just based on where you grew up, you know, your zip code probably had a pretty (laughs) decent uh, palette and your mom worked in the food, uh, business and stuff. So like I wasn't exposed to it in that way. And uh, honestly, growing up, one of my neighbors was this Italian guy 
and I used to, it's probably where the big German started. Um, I would have like a small plate of whatever my mom made for dinner. And then I would go over, this is like five out of seven nights a week, go to my neighbor's house and have a massive Italian dinner every night the whole spread oh my god yeah and he'd be like it's not good bread if it doesn't cut the roof of your mouth and i was that like that is i've heard i've actually heard like it's supposed like the italian bread is like you it's not like french bread where it's like fluffy it's yeah. like that you want you want it to carve up the top of your mouth i'm like ah <laughs> some work <laughs> all right so what's the nicest restaurant you've been to or have you been to a restaurant with dan where it's like in any other setting you probably could have never been here or anything like that or like trying to re, uh phrase this correctly has working on this show you know extended your palate like man or I brought you to places oh. where you wouldn't have gone otherwise right thank you dylan yes i would say on this show we went to a really nice seafood restaurant in santa monica with dan and the guys um that was pretty great but i was uh i was producing another show and um we went to we used to take the talent out to dinner every saturday night and we would go to uh some pretty high-end steakhouses Mm. and yeah there's one particular meal all the talent from the show and then there was like mark schlereth and like i think it was whoever was in the booth with him i don't remember it was like it wasn't a who's who but it was you know I think there was like four or five like ex NFL guys there. Like, and I think the bill, the bill was thousands. Like, I don't think it was five figures, but it was high four figures. And, uh, did they do credit card roulette? No, I always paid. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a special. I mean, we got like all this Wagyu and all the seafood towers. That, I mean, I think there was like 15 or 16 of us, and I think we had. Eight seafood tower. I mean, it was if the whole menu market price or by the ounce. Then <laughs> there was wine. like we got started getting magnums of wine. I mean, it was yeah. Yeah, once the double bottles start coming out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Dan, the guys never really took advantage of the corporate card anywhere near like that. So, uh, and I, listen, I wasn't the one ordering the food, so I did get yelled at for that meal. But um, <laughs> you got to you got to mix in one of those. Right? I was like, look, I didn't order. Like I just ordered uh, yeah. for me. And Don't I, shoot the the messenger or passenger. Yeah, but um, but no. So I've certainly been exposed to kind of some higher end stuff. I mean, it's not just through work. I mean, I've always had kind of a more curious palate, um, certainly than Tyler. And Tyler, and I think he's talked about it on this podcast before, but he used to eat um, tuna fish sandwiches. It was one of his favorite <laughs> things growing up because the can said chicken of the sea, and he didn't know that it was a fish. And ever since he found it, it was a fish, he won't eat it anymore. Literally Jessica Simpson. It's insane to me. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Get out of my head. He was a skater boy. I knew you were going to say it, too. I could tell we were about to both say oh, the same yeah. thing. Like, come on, Tyler. Be he better. told me that story, and I it took I like, I like didn't even have a response to it. I just had to sit there and process it. And I was like, is he messing with me? or? And no, he wasn't. No, not that, that, that serious. That's what's insane to me. And this is not just like about Tyler, but it's like you liked it. So then why not eat? Like just because you figured out it was some, you know, like, you know, he pulled the curtain back and realized that tunas don't fly and it's actually fish. Because Tyler found out he was allergic to fish right then and there. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean. What's up, Ty? Hey, so was who, who was your favorite guest this week? 
Was there anybody that you guys were like, you know, I, you know what? I enjoyed Jason Garrett's Michael Irvin story. Yeah. So just that alone made me like well, uh, Jason Garrett. What was Garrett. the line? I was just trying to do the wrong thing the right way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that I related to that one. And also, but you could flip it around too. I was trying to do the right thing the wrong way. Oh, come on! Who hadn't been there? Look, yeah. Look. I told Dan Levitard I would sell a brick. Yeah. So <laughs> that was actually, that was a hilarious. I, he, he comes on and he's like, all right, I have one really important question. You find a brick of cocaine on the beach in Miami. What are you doing? I was like, honestly, that was not my guess. Yeah. I couldn't even lie and just say, oh, I turn it back into the police. In reality, the only two options for me would give be- it all the kids. Uh, close would be either sell the brick or just act like I didn't see it. Yeah. And just kick some sand over it. Just go on about my day and keep taking or throw it back into the ocean where it came from. Uh, no, I would just, no, no, I want to be a blessing to someone. It was funny though. Dan immediately goes, Seton, what would you do? (laughs) The The first person, but that's almost like somebody with, you know, stomach issues. Yeah, he's gonna go to Fritzy first, so I can understand that. We have a gastroenterologist here, Todd. Yeah, um, Todd. Look, and I had I was gonna find out who's who and what's what. Yeah, is that so? Is that uh? Dan said afterwards they're gonna there's a shirt brewing potentially with uh, something related to that. Yeah, I heard something about that through the grapevine. Yeah, through you know. Look, I got, you're out there. I don't. I, we're not privy to some of these details. Oh yeah, so let me take you guys behind the curtain. That's the curtain behind, behind the curtain. The curtain that's behind the curtain. Since I'm a Danette now, you guys are just back from guys. All right. So slowly, just drifting away. <laughs> I mean, but hey, strong week. Lebetard, Jason Garrett, my two favorites. The celebrity family feud thing. It's got to go down. Yeah. Either, hey, you know what? Eric, see if you can make this happen. We're going down to Miami. We're Please. doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Field trip. Field all, trip. All on them. Wait, for Family Feud? If the Levitard it. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not going to, we're not going to Miami. If we do it, we do it on the Family Feud set. But Okay, that's fine. There we go. Look, let's go. Levitard versus Patrick. Him and his guys against Dan and us. Is Steve Harvey going to be involved? Go. He better be. Well, he has to, right? He has I mean, to. no one else can. Really. Yeah, there's no one else yeah. that can do it. He's not doing it. This is a court show. Judge, <laughs> I, I love how they're like, all right, screw it. Judge Steve Harvey. <laughs> right. Like, oh, what what law do you have? Yeah. Look, man, I've been to court a couple times, but only as a defendant. <laughs> yeah, I practice, I practice shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll go to LA or wherever they film it and we'll just do it. Yeah, field trip, wherever. Uh-huh. Hopefully they have a brick of cocaine question, you know. You already got the answer. Survey says, sell the brick. Ding, ding, ding. So, good week, guys. Yeah, solid. And one last note, the the text that Brian Cranston sent to Dan was pretty cool. It wasn't like a, it was like a mini guest almost, because, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. Not to sound like morbid, but. The two, you know, we had two major deaths yeah. with Vince Scully and Bill Russell. But the beauty was, and you know, I hate to say beauty, but for lack of a better term, was that they were 88 and 94. They, you so, can't do much better than that, really. Right. So it was a celebration yeah. of life rather than... Like, it wasn't a tragedy. Uh, Kobe, Obviously, it's like you know, a death, but... Right. I'll, you know, it's, it wasn't Kobe. Yeah. They had a pretty good uh, resume to, to go out on. Right. So... You know, it wasn't somebody that, you know, died in their 40s in a, you know, 
terrible accident or yeah. anything like that. It was guys that lived a great long life and people had tons of great stuff to say about. So that was the beauty about those two, you know, passing away at, you know, that age. Like, yeah. Look. And like similar, like, obviously they're what, six years apart, but you know, it's sort of two, like there's definitely a certain generation where like the two of those guys are very connected to, cause they're similar, like same timeline more or less. Right. And I think we just heard, you know, people speak about them in past tense, but they were, you know, such a big part of, you know, a lot of people's childhood yeah. and, you know, adulthood even, especially people from like LA. Oh, Dodger fans know. are like, Vin Scully's the dude. Right, 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 for sure. So, I mean, but good week. You know, Dan was great. The Brian Cranston note, like you said, was, yeah, it was cool. Was, I, I could Poign- see. Poignant. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I could see Dan getting ch- choked up. You know, it was a yeah. tough one for him. But, uh, especially for Vin Scully, you know, when Dan was growing up, it was a radio world. Yeah. So it was just the, it was his voice. It was his voice, right? And so, and even you know, Bill Russell, man, great career, great off the court. I mean, yeah, pretty big beast as like an old man too. Right, right, right. he looks like he didn't f around no. at all. So it was it was a good week. Yeah, this one goes out to those two guys. You know what? That's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I'm sure you didn't miss Mario. Um, he will unfortunately probably be back next week, but otherwise, I'm Dylan the Graphics Guy with Marvin the Prince and Eric the Big German. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. <laughs>